Well, well here we are. We're ready now. I hope you're ready. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Two Beards and a Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's one of those days, isn't <laughs> yes. it, where we, we think we know who we are. So. <laughs> it's not Monday, but it kind of is Monday for me. Right. I've been off work for a little bit, so it's been weird. Yeah, it's always weird to get back into things. All right. <clears throat> well, as we... Uh, we left off, I think we, we left off with the beginning of Acts chapter 8. Yeah, we'll <clears throat> just start at the beginning. Might as I, well. I can't remember where we left at. Might as well. So um, I guess I'll read the first three verses and then we'll talk about that, I guess. Okay. It says, so this is Acts chapter 8, verse 1. It says, now Saul was consenting to his death. We're talking about Stephen. At that time, a great persecution rose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women and committing them to prison. So, last, last couple episodes, I know we spent a lot of time talking about Stephen. And uh, I guess here we'll we'll spend a little bit of time talking about Saul. Yeah. And um, kind of, it's crazy how 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 Saul was acting. Mm-hmm. And the one thing it said in here, um, it said that he made havoc of the church. Right. And the one thing I was reading in a commentary, and it and it talked about. Whatever the and I didn't write this down. Whatever the Greek word that's translated as havoc there, it's the same uh, word that would be used for like an animal, like tearing meat off of a carcass. Right. Did you have yeah, that somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that as well. Okay. Yeah, and that that comes from uh, that comes from Thayer. Uh, da, 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 da. And then also in the Englishman's Greek New Text Testament, like a ravenous beast that gets a taste of blood, these murderers became infuriated by the case of Stephen and started a general persecution of the church in Jerusalem. Yeah. So yeah. some bad things going on there. Yeah. <clears throat> and that, uh, you know, when we think back to the last episode and preceding episodes speaking about Stephen, when we think about, you know, what did they do when uh, when when he spoke to them, you know they oh they, they gnashed, gnashed their at teeth him. and they covered their ears and they screamed and they charged at him and you know eventually stoned yeah. him and uh, so th there was quite a fury going on and and Saul got kind of caught up into it. Yeah. It looks like although he was already in it. Yeah. But uh, that that explanation of like ravenous beasts you know that that puts a picture in your mind oh yeah just a, of the the in, insanity these people lost their minds have you ever seen human beings act like animals uh yeah 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 <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately i have too and it's go to it, a contentious town meeting right there you go right <laughs> <laughs> that's true um the interesting thing is 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 this whole event and so the Jews, I guess in the in the mind of the Jews, by stoning Stephen and by 
persecuting the church, um, they're thinking, well, this is going to put a stop to this. Yeah. But what's interesting, it says, it says in verse, uh, uh, what is it, in verse 2? He says, he says, a great persecution arose against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the region. So what happened mm-hmm. was, and I couldn't help but think of the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. you know, where God confused their language right. to scatter them. And, and the Jews um, wreaked havoc on the church, and it scattered the people, and rather than um, causing the Christianity to go away, it caused it to grow. Yeah, it did. And it brings to mind, I know it was just re- not too long ago when we talked about it, uh, you know, there was, a, there was one of the uh, council, uh, the Pharisees, I believe, that, that had said, uh, if, this, said, is if this is of God, it's going to, you can't stop it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what it, this reminds me of, too. Is that you know this this being the Lord's church and the the Lord's people, you know you're, you're not going to stop this thing. You're not going to stop this movement because it's it's the truth. Absolutely, absolutely. You're thinking of uh, uh, Gamaliel or Gamaliel. Is that how you say yeah. it? Yeah, we, we Gamaliel. Gamaliel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I'm. Yes, you're don't, right. Don't trust me for how to say it. No, no, I, no. You're... I say it different ways each time. You're a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> that says something for the... <laughs> you went to the Methodist college, right? No, it was Quaker. <laughs> Quaker college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't hold that against me. But um... See, my community college, we didn't learn these fancy things. <laughs> right. right. So... So anyway, so it causes this, this, all this persecution caused Christianity to spread. Um, and we read about this guy, Saul, and I believe it's in Acts chapter, I should have wrote this, I think it's in Acts chapter 26. Yeah, in verse, in chapter 20, there's a couple of places um, you look up, uh, I think it's Philippians, I'm going cowboy right now, uh, Philippians chapter 3. This is just like things that have background information about um, Paul. So uh, when Paul talks to Agrippa later on in Acts, um, in verse 9 he says, in, Paul's talk, speaking about himself, he says, Indeed I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, this I did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them, and I punished them often in every synagogue, compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly enraged against them, I persecuted them to foreign cities. And then there in Philippians chapter 3, somewhere, it talks, Paul talks about his early life. Yeah, uh, I think you're right here at the beginning. <clears throat> I guess, uh, starting at verse 3, for we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss. 
for Christ. Yeah. So th- those are just some scriptures that kind of talk about Paul's yeah. uh, background. So when we're first <clears throat> introduced to Paul here in Acts chapter 8, and he's a pretty uh, uh, interesting character. He's, he's persecuting the church. He's ravaging it. Yeah. He's trying to tear it to pieces. And uh, yep. he certainly thought he was right in doing this. Right. And looking forward just a little further in Philippians 3 at verse 13, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call, call of, of God Jesus and Jesus Christ. Christ. Yep. And, and um, you know, just looking at that and looking at, as we're speaking about Paul, uh, no matter what we've done in the past, no matter yeah. how bad you think you are, yeah, um, there is a place for you in the kingdom of Christ. Yeah, yeah. So he's Paul is is making havoc of the church. He's entering houses. He's dragging off men and women. Mm-hmm. He's putting them in prison. And then when they they go to trial after being in prison, he casts his vote against them and puts them to death. Yeah, this he's not a very nice person Compelling at all. Telling them to. Is it a blasphemy? Yeah. That's the kind of stuff Paul was doing. Yeah. So very, very uh conniving, underhanded, I mean just just uh just full of rage. Yeah. It, it, but did Paul think he was right when he was doing all these things? Absolutely. And there's a lesson in that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we can be sincerely wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think everybody <clears throat> everybody can identify with that because we've I think I can speak for you. I can certainly speak for myself that I've been sincerely wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and you know when the <clears throat> when I came to the knowledge of truth, and when I was baptized into Christ for the remission of my sins, after having gained an understanding of Christ and His desire for mankind, I was prior to that I was sincerely convinced that I was saved. Yeah. And uh, it took a lot to get through my thick skull that <clears throat> that there was a problem there that I hadn't followed the uh, the scriptures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll move on here. You want to read um, verse four mm-hmm. through eight, starting at uh, Acts eight at verse four. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Okay. You know, this is the, this, this is the thing that I, I, I like. is uh, It says... Those who were scattered went everywhere to preach the word. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say those ordained ministers. It doesn't say those preachers. It right. You know, it's, and the, the point here is that it's the job of Christians to, to convert other people to Christ. We had this conversation yesterday with another <clears throat> couple of gospel preachers that I was with, and, um, we were discussing how it it seems as though certainly the religious world, but it's creeped into the church as well, to where <clears throat> we show up on Sunday 
and we check our checkbox and we say, well, I know there's people in this community that need to be reached, so that's what we hire the preacher for. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's everybody's job. Yeah. You know, one man can't convert an entire city by himself. I suppose it could happen because it's the word that would do the converting. But each and every each and every uh, Christian needs to do their part. And that's what was happening here yep. uh, in the first century. And that's why the church grew by so many. Absolutely. And I guess to, <clears throat> before we move from that thought, you know, thinking about what the therefore is there for, uh, <laughs> as, we, as we often say, it, it, something that strikes me, and maybe, maybe we're hitting on kind of the same vein that we were just speaking about, but, you know, all of this havoc was being wreaked in the church, uh, we have uh, <clears throat> those being dragged off, men and women committing them to prison. Saul was doing all these things. And uh, so it was a difficult time. <clears throat> and so because of that difficulty, those that were scattered went, they, they, not only were they scattered, but they went everywhere preaching the word. When difficult times come, that's what we need to do. Oh, absolutely. It, it's not, it's not, uh, not, not run and hide. Right. It's not running, okay, I'm going to stop preaching because, boy, they're going to cut my head off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like in, uh, you know, uh, to like back that up in, in Hebrews chapter um, 5 and verse 12. Now, I'm not going to say Paul. I, I think Paul probably wrote Hebrews. Um, but we don't know who wrote Hebrews. But it's certainly written in the Paul style. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but... Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12, it says, For though this by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God and have come to need milk and not solid food. And the idea here is that he's um, reprimanding these, these people because they should be teachers. Mm -hmm. he's, he's talking to the congregation. You <clears throat> ought to be teachers. Yeah, of the word, and and it, that's directed at all of them, and that's been, you know, th think back to yourself. You know, how long did, how long did it take you to become a teacher? Was was there some time there when perhaps you weren't progressing? There, there was. I'll tell you what. How, what this is the thing that it made me turn the corner as a Bible student. I had gotten baptized, and after about a year and a half, two years. There was a man in our congregation uh, who's passed on. His name was Rick Craddock. And he he asked me to teach a teen class. Mm -hmm. And I felt really nervous because I'm <clears> like, <throat> I don't I don't know enough. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, that was the thing that forced me to grow. Yeah. And uh, being having that opportunity to teach, it made me just study like crazy. Yeah. You know, and and... And that's really, I think, all Christians. That's what, you know, if you're in a, in a congregation, um, you know, that's a goal. Yeah. It, it certainly should be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, go ahead. I so say, you don't, you don't necessarily have to teach in front of the congregation, but uh, start a Bible study with your buddies. Yeah. You should be teaching somebody. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> start a Bible study with your wife. Yeah. And, and even, even uh, you know, as you're at work, no matter where you work, what your job is, it, at some point you can you can say something, yeah. you can you can plant seeds that lead to questions that will yeah. will eventually lead yep. to to teaching and and the to, to mirror your 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 story the same thing 
happened to me, though. It took me longer because I was uh, stubborn. <laughs> and and uh, so even though I had been uh, baptized into Christ, I was attending uh, the services of the church. People started asking me, can you, can you do this? Can you teach? Can you... Uh, can you do a Bible study or something? And and I I said no for a long time, and and eventually they they didn't stop. And, yeah. And so that's another lesson is that don't stop with your your brother and, uh, you know keep, yep, keep pushing them on. There's a young guy uh, at the Barberton Church, and uh, he got up and he led singing for the first time, and he did a good job. And I went up and said, "Great job!" I said, "Now you got to start working on your invitation." Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Oh, you, you are. Right. <laughs> and, and, and there's a, is, this is somewhat perhaps unrelated, but it comes to mind when speaking of, you know, young people that do things in the church, uh, you know, sometimes there'll be some struggles there. Sometimes the first time they lead singing, it's going to be awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, the, maybe they're going to bomb when it comes down to leading a, a lesson and uh, they're going to stammer and it's going to be ugly. Uh, still encourage them on. Yeah. Because you know, I, I know of an instance where, unfortunately, a young man was led, led the singing for the first time and and somebody came up to him after the services and and said, oh, boy, that was that was a disaster. Maybe you ought not do that again. And, <laughs> oh, my word. And, and, and uh, so that, you know, really hurt this young man. Yeah. And then not too long after, unfortunately, uh, he fell away. And I'm sure it wasn't all because of that. There had to be things going on yeah. behind the scenes. But that was certainly yeah. pushed oh, him closer was, to the edge. You know, uh, um, I, the first year that I preached, man, was I horrible. Not that I'm good now, but I was horrible. <laughs> and, you know, the, the people that listened to me, they suffered through it and... Yeah. Uh, eventually, I got a little bit better. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> we'll that, 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 that's you know, and that's where everybody starts. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, and we need to remember that. Absolutely. Uh, when it, we when we see someone trying, yeah. because we should look inwardly and ask, <laughs> "Well, when's the last time I got up there?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> encourage. Right. right. Don't discourage. Encourage. Right. Okay. So um, those those people they went everywhere and they preached the word. And then we hear about Philip. Now, uh, John, did you know that Philippians was written about Philip? That was his convert? <laughs> oh, really? Am I wrong about that? <laughs> I, you caught me off guard here. I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm thinking it went to the, the church at Philip. Yeah, I think it did. I think it did. This... <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go look that up. <laughs> <laughs> this Philip is one of the seven that was appointed as servants, as special servants. Mm -hmm. So he was, uh, he was mentioned there alongside Stephen, just so we, we know who we're talking about here. It says he went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And it says that multitudes heeded the things which he was doing. Of course, he's uh, performing some miracles, so mm -hmm. he obviously had uh, this this. Uh, power of the Holy Spirit to to perform different miracles, right? And, um, and where would he have gotten that? Uh, from the laying on of the hands of the apostles at <clears> some <throat> point, right? Um, and we see that <clears throat> actually, you know, that coming up here, we're going to illustrate that mm -hmm. point. 
um, when we talk about uh, Simon the Sorcerer. Right. But so he his miracles he's which did he said for unclean spirits crying with a lot came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed. So he's so he's healing the sick. He's um uh, getting uh, he's he's depossessing these people. I don't know which how how else to describe that. Right, exercising. <laughs> Exerc- <laughs> he's performing ex- exorcists. Yes, um, and he and he says there's great joy in the city. So that's all the exciting things that were going on. You know that <clears throat> that statement in verse eight, and there was great joy in that city. Again, go back and look at the things that we're talking about. Look at the context of all these things. Do you think that maybe these people in Samaria, do you think maybe they might have heard of Saul? It's it's highly possible. And and the things that were happening there. And maybe some of those that, uh, you know, Philip, even when he went down to the city of Samaria, uh, maybe he mentioned to them the troubles that he'd seen. Certainly later on when we read about um, Saul going to Damascus, we find out that Ananias, I think, or is it Ananias? I don't, I don't want to say that wrong. It's Ananias. Uh, he 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 knows that, you know, he knows Paul's reputation. Mm-hmm. So I, right. I wouldn't stand to, uh, uh, I wouldn't dispute that yeah, yeah that, that would be the case there as well. And so the joy that they had, it didn't come from the easy life that came from this obedience. You know, it came from that peace that passes all understanding. Yeah. The the knowing that uh, that you're on the right track and that you're in Christ. Yeah. And that no matter no matter what comes of your physical body in this physical life, you know, you 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 have joy yeah. in the Lord. And that and that's something that I think we Christians forever have have dealt with that yeah. and struggled. Yeah, that's... It's hard to be joyful sometimes. Oh yeah, and, and a lot of times, you know, um, uh, I've talked to different friends of mine that are outside the church, and you know, this is a these these are threads I see. You know, you want if you want to be happy, you know, be a Christian, mm-hmm. live a godly life, yeah. don't drink, yeah, <laughs> be nice to your wife. Yeah, yeah. All, all those things that you know. Of course, being a Christian kind of leads to all oh, those it does. things. But, but all the things that even the secular world would say, you know, that you should do to live a good life. Uh, Most of know, the things are, you yeah. can find them in the scriptures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but a lot of the things that are sold as <clears throat> the things that are going to make you happy actually never do make you. Yeah, happy. they don't. Yeah. So, uh, we've got about eight. Seven minutes. Maybe we no. can get through the next section. All right. We'll see. Uh, starting in verse 9, it says, But there was a certain man called Simon, who previously practiced sorcery in the city and admonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man has a great, great, this man has the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Stop right there. Mm-hmm. So we've got some, we're introduced to this person named Simon, and we're given some background information about him. Right. So uh, tell me about him, Johnny. Well, looks like he, he had been one that had, as it says there, they had he had uh, been astonishing them for, for, for some time, so he had a reputation. 
he had a reputation for his his abilities, yeah, uh, or at least the things that he could uh, make them believe. Um, it so, says that, that from the greatest to the least, people heeded him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got some sort of position of authority. Yeah, you know. So that so so that's so we've got this guy Simon and and, and people um, look up to him. Right. Did it? Go ahead. So, so just as a, as a as an honest question, from from me not knowing, I'm, I'm going to look here. Do you think that? Do you think that he honestly? Do you, do you think that he had some kind of power to to I, do things, or was he a trickster? I, I don't think. Like I don't today? believe he did. I don't believe at all. I, I think. I, I think he, what he did was um, sleight of hand. Yeah, that sort of thing. That's what I've always thought too. And yeah. and just looking over here, Thayer uh, says it's from the word maguo <clears throat> to be a magician to practice magical arts. Yeah. So so, kind of looks to me like it would be something of the sort of it's you like know, David Blaine, David Copperfield, or David Copperfield, yeah. or <laughs> yeah. So or, and people do follow things like that. Oh, they do. When people see those things. They they're astonished by them. The one that the one that uh, strikes me, and I just saw a, a uh, advertisement for someone who was coming into town to do, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, supernatural readings or talk to you know talk, oh, like, talk to your dead relatives yes, type yes. of thing and um and, and so many people just flock they can fill a stadium with people that follow what was it it was that harry houdini's wife really bought into that stuff right and the only reason i know that is from watching ripley's believe it or not in the 80s yeah because they had an episode on that i, I know i know some i know some people that Every time one of those things comes through town, they they go and they try to talk to their loved ones, and they believe that they are. Yeah, you know, they're totally convinced. Yeah, and I know I've said this before on here, uh, but years ago when I had a, a paper route, I, I delivered newspapers to a to a psychic, and it said born uh, her sign out front said born gifted psychic reader, and tarot and crystal ball and all kinds of stuff. She 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 did, and. Um, it always struck me that she got the newspaper because why didn't she just know these things? <laughs> every day when I pulled into her driveway and dropped those, every newspaper I delivered, you know, New York Times, USA Today, Beacon yeah. Journal, all of those I delivered, and uh, she got them all. And it just, it always, every, every day I would chuckle to myself and say, I wonder why she needs this. <laughs> oh, so verse 12. It says, but when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. So we'll stop there. So this is interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting thing. So it says uh, that, so we know Philip was preaching. We don't know exactly what he said mm -hmm. because it doesn't say that. He was talking about the kingdom of God and the name Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what was the reaction of those things that he was preaching? Both men and women were baptized. So what does that tell us about what he was preaching? Yeah, he, 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 was, he was preaching the gospel. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you, what is the kingdom of God? 
What what is the that 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 basically that uh, Jesus redeemed mankind, and through uh, contact with His blood through baptism, we can become part of God's family. Yeah, which is the church. Yeah, you know, yeah. here here in this manifestation uh, on this earth, the the kingdom of God is uh, the church. Is the church. Yeah, and in order to get into that, well, we we can see the clue right there. You have to be baptized. Right. But before that, you know, he preached the name of Jesus Christ. Right. So these people had an understanding of what Christ did for them. So we understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They they grew faith as they listened. And yeah. so you can you can necessarily infer that they they went through all of the all of the same things as the other conversion accounts that we see. You know, yeah. when, when you come to know Christ and, and you know about the, His kingdom, um, you believe, yeah. you're willing to confess that. I mean, these people were in the face of Saul and all of the persecution going on. They were willing to do this. Yep. So that... We, we don't know what Philip said, but whatever he said caused men and women to be baptized. Right. There's something there to that. There's there something is. to that. Yeah. Verse 13, then Simon himself believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Er, which were done, that's it. So, you know, what Jesus say in Mark 16, 16? He, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Right, and, and, and whatever... See, I, got, I got it written right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't looking at your notes. I'm not like you, John, looking at my notes. No, no um, th that's exactly <clears throat> what happened. Now, I've heard some people say, I've heard this brought up because later on, uh, you know, Simon commits a sin and he's told that he needs to repent of that or he's going to be, he's going to perish. And some people will say, well, Simon must not have actually been a Christian. Then. Yeah. He must not have believed, but... The, the Bible is revealed by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit reveals here that Simon himself believed. Mm -hmm. And, and the, if the Bible says Simon believed, then there's no yeah. argument about it. And, it. and if it's true that just because he tripped up over here meant that he didn't believe over here, then well, then who can be saved? Right, exactly. Yeah, so it, it, the other thing that pops into my mind here it was why was he amazed by these signs and miracles? Because he was a magician. Right. My, yeah, obviously because it was the real thing. It was different, yeah. Yeah. But my, you know, my, you know, my father-in-law does tricks. Uh, yes. He, he, he fancies... Uh, he can break a quarter in half. Right, yeah. He, mm -hmm. he does some things that are, that are pretty cool. And, and I've seen them for umpteen years. And so, you know, when he does these things in a public place, I... I'm over in the corner like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Why can't you see that? You know? Yes, yes. But, but I've seen them for so many years, and it doesn't amaze me. But people are astonished and amazed when they see him do those things. Yeah. But, you know, here, this guy who can do trickery, he was being pretty, he was pretty amazed by those things. So they had to be different. It had to be something special. He saw the real thing. Yeah. John, we better stop there. All right. Well... Uh, I guess we've talked long enough, so thanks for joining in. Hopefully you found it helpful, and join us next time. Thanks.